Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. I know a lot of garbage can be tossed around on Facebook, but there is also a lot of good being shared there as well. And that's how Ingrid Christensen and her music came to me via a friend of a friend suggestion. Score one for the good guys, as Sigrid is a dear person, a charming musician, and a full-color blessing to us all. On CD Baby, her music is categorized as free folk, whatever that means. Words like charming and enchanting seem perfect for her, and she comes highly recommended by the company she keeps. Folks like Jan Christ and Annie Caps, who I've had on before, and oh so many others. Ingrid does a great job of performing solo, but she also shines as part of a quartet called Taller Than They Appear. For years now, she's produced a Listening Room concert series showcasing many great talents, among them Michael Smith, that is, Michael Peter Smith of folk music renown. As you spend this next hour together with her, I think you'll find that Sigrid Christensen's beautiful voice, music, and lyrics will bring mystery, magic, and transformation into your life. Sigrid joins us by phone from Detroit, Michigan. Sigrid, I'm so happy to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here on this beautiful day. About how beautiful is it over there by Detroit? Oh, it's a sunny day. It's warm. A lot of the leaves are still on the trees. Yesterday, the coyote came by past the house very close by, which was very exciting. I think there's two of them that live in the area these last couple of years, and they seem to have their rounds. Once the golfers are gone, they cruise the... There's two 18-hole golf course in back, and so they cruise the whole 36 holes. A couple of times a day, they go past the back fence, and it's very exciting. Are there a lot of coyotes in Detroit? I mean, I always kind of figured dogs and cats would be the natural fauna. Well, the coyotes that I've been seeing have only been around for the last three years, and I have never, sometimes I've heard when I say, oh my gosh, I'm seeing coyotes now, sometimes somebody will reply with, you know, one went down my street just the other day. So I don't know. The only ones I know are the ones I see both in back of the house on the golf course there, and then across the street there's a big park that has been left to go wild. So it's these huge meadows and a big forest area, and there's paths in the forest. It had been a public golf course, but they let it go wild a few years ago. So that's when I've been seeing these coyotes. I think Detroit is different than what I imagine it. I've been just through just, I think, one time. But I have the view of, you know, Motor City, right? So factories and that. And you're describing coyotes wandering in the parks and the golf courses. This seems like, in many ways, Detroit is not what it was 30 years ago. Oh, it definitely isn't. In fact, well... 30 years ago, that's when I moved back. I'd been living on the East Coast. 
I was a dancer when I was a young woman, and I um, decided not to dance anymore and to come home and to do something else. When I came home, Detroit had been cleared of a lot of things that had been burned in the riots back in the 60s. So there were huge fields, and every year people burn their houses down a lot, too, to get insurance, I think. And there has been a history of massive fires on Devil's Night, you know, just before Halloween. I think finally that's over, but for years and years and years, there were just tons and tons of fires. Even now when you go through Detroit, there are these vast, vast sections just across Woodward from where I live. I live very close to Woodward, which is one of the main drags of Detroit. Just across Woodward, you just go block after block of fields, just fields, and in between there'll be burned-out houses or caved-in houses, trees growing up through the roofs. It's all over the place. And then there's this revival going on, too, of new houses being built and people coming in from the suburbs. It's very interesting. So when I moved back here, well, it's actually been 1982 is when I moved back, I was just stunned to find all the empty fields. I hadn't remembered that when I'd gone off to college in 1972. So you went to college the same year that I did. How has the arts situation changed in Detroit? I mean, you're a musician, right? And, of course, dance has been a big part of your life. How is the arts situation in Detroit? Well, Detroit has always seemed to have had a very vibrant arts communities of all kinds. When I came back, deciding not to dance anymore, but a little bit, you know, so I taught a lot of classes and I took classes. And there were wonderful, small, modern dance companies like I had been a part of on the East Coast that were thriving here. And I injured my knee back in the early 80s and wasn't able to dance even if I wanted to. (laughs) But then about 20 years ago now, I got a cadaver ligament in my knee and I was actually able to start dancing again and I ended up dancing with companies again for a few years and while I was in my 50s which was really amazing to me so the dance scene has been wonderful as we all know the music scene has been incredible you know with Motown and everything else that goes on here but the songwriting community is really really lovely And I feel so fortunate to have decided by some strange chance to start writing songs and go back to my folk music that I loved as a child and start writing for the first time and then meeting this community. It's been really, really a wonderful thing for me. It opened up a whole new world. So you were doing the dancing first, Sigrid. Then you got into performing, singing, writing music. When did that actually happen for you? Well, so when I was young, I really loved folk music like the Kingston Trio, and then in the early 70s when Fairport Convention and Steel Ice Band and that kind of music came out, I really wanted to learn how to play the guitar. So my mom got me a little old classical guitar, and I taught myself. So I was doing it when I was young, and a girlfriend taught me how to sing harmony. So I did that a lot, but never writing. And when I went off to college, I went off as a drama student. I figured I was going to be in theater. I'd never had dance as a child. But when I went to college, I started taking dance classes, and I thought, oh, I can do this. And I never thought I'd be a performer, but I started taking ballet. And 18 months later, I had auditioned for a company in Providence, Rhode Island. I was a new wife, and I'd moved there with my husband, and I got into this company. It was like, seriously, you want me to audition? And that just took off. So through my 20s, that's what I was. I was a professional modern dancer and danced with a bunch of companies on the East Coast, and then I came home. I didn't do dance or music 
until I started taking voice lessons in my 40s. This is kind of a long, wandery path, isn't it? But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what gets us to your music, and that's what we want to do. The long path is probably the good path. Yeah, it's been wonderful. I mean, I must be the type of person that likes new experiences because I seem to just jump into them. After taking voice lessons for a while, I ended up being in choirs and going to Europe with different choirs, which is really something choirs do a lot in the summer. They do these tours, and we sing in all sorts of wonderful cathedrals all over Europe. It's really pretty fun. But then my stepson wanted to get married, or was getting married, and he wanted me to do something for his wedding. And he said, why don't you do something for my wedding? And I was like, oh, I'll sing a song. But I couldn't figure out what to sing, so I thought, oh, well, I guess I have to write a song. And so that was my first song back in 2007, I think, or late 2006, was his wedding. And I wrote this song, and we sang it at the wedding, and that was my first song. Very first song, not as a teenager. I mean, didn't you write songs as a teenager, or at least poetry, that you could have put to songs? Never. I never did. And the reason was that there were so many wonderful songs, I thought, why would I ever write my own song when there's all these amazing songs and all these songs that tugged at my heart and reached deep into me and seemed to be exactly what I needed to have coming out of my body were these songs that other people had written. You know, Joni Mitchell and Leonard Cohen and Laura Nero, they all touched me really deeply. And, and then the folk music of the Kingston Trio and all the other stuff that we listened to back in the 60s, I was just really touched by all that stuff. And so that seemed enough. But now Sigrid Christensen has added to the wealth of music. And I saw on your site, by the way, that your self-described style, I think, is free folk. Are there indentured folk or enslaved folk, and you're just part of the free folk? Well, I'll tell you what free folk comes from. I think that's a description that CD Baby gave me. They gave me like some choices when I sent my first CD there of how to describe myself. And it's been so long. That was 2009. I've forgotten now what free folk means. But I don't consider myself traditional folk. I can hear a lot of different influences. I feel like I've been influenced by South American music and British Isle music, you know, the folk traditions of that. And then there seems to be some gypsy in me, you know, so every once in a while I seem to write these gypsy songs. And then just influenced by people's stories and animal stories and folklore, I guess. Well, I think we've got people's appetites whetted, and it's time to share some of that music. How do you want to start out your Song of the Soul? I was thinking that we'd start with a path, because that was a song I wrote. I think I maybe wrote it in 2011, so you know, just a few years into this thing that I had started doing in about 2006 or seven, And I had had this wonderful dream. And it was such a beautiful dream and so vivid that I was telling some of my friends who were songwriters. And two of them said to me, why, that's a dream about songwriting. The babies are songs. And you know, the father in that is just another songwriter. And that's what this is about. You're following the path of songwriting now. And I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> that was why I wrote the song. So one of the very early songs that Sigrid Christensen birthed is called The Path, and she's sharing it here today for Song of the Soul.
comes to dreams, my friend, no judgment is in order. Stories hold a meaning when you cross the dreamland border. Come cross the dreamland border. Tiny baby boy nestled in my arms, and the pleasure of this holding will never lose its charm. Near us is his sister playing on a swing, and all around us birds and trees and fragrant spring. Fly through the air, guided by a moonlit path that will take us there. Softly to their father's door, the girl child gently knocks. All is silent, say the tick tock of a clock. The door falls open. We see light within. Never was there any doubt of entering. When it comes to dreams, my friend, no judgment is in order. Stories hold a meaning when you cross the dreamland. Led us to a place of warm and pure delight, filled with laughing children dancing in the light. Up the ladder to the loft we go to find their beds, tuck them in, and tell them tales to fill their pretty heads. Now these beds. Children, ornately carved from mighty trees, the walnut, oak, and linden, each one made with love to cradle every child. For the children here are songs, and we must nurture them a while. The path has led us to this place of war. Dream.
of us a path to show us where to go. Find your path and follow it. Keep it well in sight. Make your bed with love. Don't get lost at night. Sacred Christensen brings us one of her early songs. It's called The Path. As you can tell, the song of the soul is being enriched by a mystical sounding. There's clearly some kind of spiritual, mystical, alternate reality that Sigrid Christensen is touching. Her website is, by the way, Sigrid Christensen. That's a lot of letters. And if you can't spell Christensen, it's S-E-N at the end, not S-O-N, and can't find com. follow the link from northernspiritradio.org, our site. Again, The Path is the song. I would say, you know, you said already, Sigrid, that it comes from a dream. Are you a big dream aficionado? Do you get messages from the other side that way? I think I do. I mean, I don't study about dreams in terms of interpretation or anything, but I do dream a lot. And I often am visited in my dreams by people who have gone on to the other realms of the universe. For instance, my mother is sick with Alzheimer's, so she's in her 90s, and she's very far along in that path of Alzheimer's, and she can't speak or walk or do anything. She's in a home. But I often dream about her, and in my dream, I'm moving back home to be with her to the home that I grew up in, and she's well. She's like walking and talking, and I'm moving back because she needs my help. She needs me just to be there because she's doing so much better, but she can't live all alone, and I'm perfectly excited about it. And then I wake up, and I'm like, oh, I think it's true for a minute, and then I'm thinking, oh, wow, she's all better, and then she's not. And then the other day, I had this dream again for the umpteenth time, but in my dream, I was saying to myself, oh, isn't this great? I've had this dream so many times, and this time it's true, and then I woke up, (laughs) and it was still a dream. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So this is something of the path that you're following. Do you have a religious, spiritual background? Have there been places along the way that you visited and maybe not found to suit you? And that gets you to be a dream receptor, I think. Well, my mom was an atheist, so we were brought up without any religious training. But she remarried when I was about six, and she married a man who had been a Catholic but had to renounce his religion in order to marry her. But because of that, my mom felt we should all get baptized. We were all baptized, and we even did go to Sunday school a little bit, but mostly we grew up in a family without religion. And I remember when she told me that she didn't believe in God, I thought, wow, she's the only person I know that doesn't believe in She must really know something. <laughs> But I came to believe that she was wrong, just on my own. Still, as a child of about 11 or 12, I just felt that God was everywhere. And I also felt this non-judgmental love coming from all around me, not specifically from my mother or my friends or anything, but just like the world loved me. I felt loved by the universe or something. I don't even know what it was. But I've never been comfortable in church, so I go to church, and I'm very moved, and I often find myself weeping from the sermon or the songs, or I'm very moved, but I never feel quite at home, but I feel very connected to, I don't know, the universe when I'm out in nature. 
that's where I feel God. I, if anything, I must be an animist, I think, where God is in everything. I think that's probably where I find it. Well, I think that very clearly there's a, a wonderful mystical path that you're winding. The first song gave us that clue, and if not your story already, let's go on to another one, Step Along the Way, with else is part of who Sigrid Christensen is. Well, let's go to The Tiger's Wife. It's a little bit of a gypsy song. It sounds like a gypsy song to me. I was thinking one day, oh, I just want to write a gypsy song. And I listened to a lot of gypsy music. And then the next morning, I heard music in my head. And then I thought, well, what will the story be? And I went to a book that I had read called The Tiger's Wife by Tia Obrit. It was her first book. She wrote it in the 90s. And she is from... I think Croatia, maybe. She's from the Eastern Europe anyway, but she lives here in America, I believe. And this was her first book, and she has this story that's told by the father that winds through a contemporary story, but the story goes back to when the father was a boy living in the mountains after World War II, and somehow the tiger had escaped from the zoo from Zagreb, I guess, during bombings during the war, and it found its way up into the, the forest above the village. And then there's this, there's all these backstories about who the butcher was and who his wife was. There's just all these big backstories, but I just tried to winnow it down to the very basics of the tiger being there and the butcher disappearing. And I'm loving all the music that Dan Hazlett did such a beautiful job with. This is from my little vixen cd and i just love this community and all of my friends are on the cd and i think this one displays it well so this is sigrid christensen backed up by the loving people of her musical community there in detroit michigan the song is the tiger's wife Yellow eyes are closed. The woodsman dreamed the butcher in his nightshirt wandered down the road. Watched him shuffle barefoot through the fallen snow. Never to be seen again, the butcher vanished. This fair pain 
Tiger's Wife is by Sigrid Christensen. If you have trouble spelling that, come via NordenSpiritRadio.org. I'll link you to SigridChristensen.com. She, as you said, Sigrid, you're enhanced there by a number of other people, local community, who are adding to your music, who are part of the crescendo of music that's coming up through you. It's kind of funny, though, that you're very drawn to it, but if my calculations are right, uh, you moved back and have been living in Detroit now for 37 years. So something tells me that you may envy the gypsies in some ways, but part of you is rooted as well. Yes, I think that's exactly right. At base, I'm a homebody. I love being home with my husband and my children who are grown now. But I do imagine traveling, but I feel a little lost when I do. There was a time when I was still dancing. I had had an earlier marriage, and I divorced while I was still a dancer. And when we broke up, I ended up moving away and just felt so homeless for about a a year and a half and I often lived on people's couches and stuff like that so I really was like oh my gosh I just need a home I feel so much sorrow for the gypsies and I think they feel it for themselves and yet they can never find their own home for some reason the poignancy of that really draws me folks we are speaking with Sigrid Christensen sigridchristensen.com is her website joining us here today for Song of the Soul this is a Northern Spirit Radio production our website is northernspirit.com 
radio.org three words and then org and on that site you'll find links to all of our guests of the last 14 years people all over the u.s and internationally even who have been guests for song of the soul on our site you can find links to them the songs that they've shared and the stations where we're broadcast there's some 40 of them nationwide carrying our programs and in addition you'll find a place to post comments please do come to northernspiritradio.org and post a comment on this program and the others that you listen to. And also there's a donate button, this full-time work supported by you, the listeners, not by corporations and not by the government. This is people music as opposed to corporate music. And so please do support us. Even more so, support your local community radio station. Your local media, your local arts are so vital. Start by supporting them. And I'm pretty sure that somewhere in Detroit, there's a lot of good local broadcasting, media, all that stuff, Sigurd, isn't there? Oh, yes. There are so many wonderful radio stations here. WHFR in Dearborn has got two shows that highlights a lot of the local music. You know, I see them a, a lot of shows around here, and they are good friends. That's uh, Jonathan Weigel, Sunday afternoon at 5, and Phil Mack, I think, is at 6 maybe on Monday. I'm not really sure. Both their shows are wonderful. Our Detroit station, WDET, has Anne DeLisi, and she also often highlights local people. Well, there are a lot of wonderful local people, and I've interviewed a number of them. Some of them hang out in the Yellow Room, for instance, and there's a number of good producers that are there. The last song that we listened to, The Tiger's Wife, I actually felt like there were reverberations of Anne Hill in the tune there, and I don't know if she's a favorite or a friend or anything, a contact of yours. She a- absolutely is a friend and a favorite. I don't think I knew her when I wrote that song, though, but I am right now starting to do a recording with Jan Crist, and I was thinking of doing one of Ann Hill's songs from her Opal Whiteley CD called Beauty Attends, that um, Michael Smith did the music, and she sang these writings from a journal, a naturalist that was at the beginning of the 19th century, lived in Oregon, and wrote this journal as a six- and a seven-year-old. These songs are so beautiful. So I love it that you hear some, there's something that Anne and I share, and and it's before I even knew her. Our souls must be united in some way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we all are reverberating with other people to more or less extent, but clearly there's some connection there. Let's go on to some more of your music, because I want to share as much as we can before our 55 minutes runs out. What's next? Why don't we go to another early song of mine, which is on my first CD, In the Cradle of the Moon. And I just thought, that's a song I'm quite proud of, and it's the title song of that CD. We talked about the poignancy of the gypsy, and I feel like even though this doesn't sound like a gypsy song, there's some of that longing that I feel like I always carry with me and have an an empathy for others for, I think it comes through in this song. In the Cradle of the Moon. Sleep only with their sorrow The smallest flame of hope But tender boon But I would cross the desert Of a thousand shattered dreams To rock you 
Gypsy takes your hand to reach your fortune. She sees there in the secrets never born. But none of that will matter, for there are no secrets here. As I rock you in the cradle of the moon, let me rock you. Sweet, beautiful song is by Sigrid Christensen. It's called In the Cradle of the Moon. And I have a notion, and maybe this is wrong, but because you're close to my age, I know that your children are going to be grown up, whatever children you have, but you probably have grandchildren. And sometimes I think that something like In the Cradle of the Moon would be a wonderful song to sing to grandchildren. It's a wild guess. It may be completely inaccurate, but what do you sing to your grandchildren if you have any? So my husband and I have two sons together who are both grown, as you said, but my husband also has a son from his first marriage, and he's the only one with children so far. The other boys are married, but they're all pursuing their advanced degrees, and one's a doctor and one's working on his thesis for a PhD, and they're married to doctors and <laughs> psychologists, and so they're all really busy. The women are not ready to have their babies yet. But Jonah, the oldest son, Richard's son from his first marriage, he has three beautiful children, and they live in Vietnam. And because they live in Vietnam, I haven't had much chance to hold them as babies and sing to them. But they come over every year and visit for about a month. So I see them each year a year older. And this last year, they're way hipper than I am. So the oldest one, Kai, wanted me to write a song with her, but she really wasn't quite hip enough. So instead, we decided that we would make up a dance to one of her favorite songs. So that's the kind of thing we do now. Well, it's a beautiful song. And if you do get the chance to sing it as a lullaby to children along the way, I'm pretty sure they're going to love it as well. I will. I'll remember that. Let's share some more of the music of Sacred Christensen, and we'll note again that that song was from your first album back in, I think, 2009 or so, In the Cradle of the Moon. Your more recent recording is Little Vixen. Yeah, let's go to Little Vixen. Sure. You mentioned early on in your dreams that amongst the things that enter into your dreams are animals, right? Yes. So Vixen, which I understand is a female fox, do you get foxes in your dreams? (laughs) This was not a fox dream. This is actually, again, going back to the wildlife that's around me. And one winter, I think it was that cold, bitter, bitter, bitter winter of 2014, when the Arctic vortex came down here, it was that winter, was the winter of foxes out our back gate. And there was a family of foxes that lived under a 
big pine tree that had boughs that went all the way down to the ground, and I was out throwing the ball for my dog, and the ball went under this tree. This was the first snow of the year, too. This was an early December snow, and out popped a fox. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my goodness. And so that whole winter I watched these foxes. There were three young ones and two older ones. I saw them out there in blizzards. I go out and I ski in the winter. And I was even out there because I was fascinated with the fox. I'd just go, have the fox has been around, you know, and I would be looking for their paw prints to see if they'd run past the gate in the night. And there was so much snow and they were always out there and I watched them fight over squirrels. One caught a squirrel and one fought over a squirrel. And, and so I just imagined this little song of the little vixen who has to work so hard to feed her family and how hard it is out there that I imagine the coyotes did chase them away and you know sometimes people poison them sometimes people hunt them and they may not be able to get enough to eat so I wrote this little song for the little vixen pretty little fox it's her I know tracks are fresh in the morning snow chased a rabbit to the heart
her pups. She must run from the coyote, the hunger, and the hunter's cow. To feed her pups, she must run from the coyote, the hunger, and the hunter's cow. Pretty little fox, it's her unknown. Her tracks are fresh in the morning snow. Chased her rabbit to the high man. Oh, go, little vixen, go. Go, little vixen, go. Go, little vixen, go. I have this image of Sigrid Christensen bouncing over the snow on her skis, doing a virtual dance with the little vixen that lived in her neighborhood there in Detroit, Michigan. Did they stay in the summer as well? No. All winter I saw them, and sometimes they'd go out in a whole group, and I'd see, today I saw five foxes. Or sometimes when the spring came, I saw them laying outside to just soak up the sun, right outside their little den on places where the snow had melted away. You'd see them lying out there in the cold mornings, but it was warm enough and the sun was on them. And then they just disappeared. And I think one of the neighbors actually did poison one of them, and I don't know what happened to the others. The golfers come out in the spring, and even the coyotes don't show up here in the summer. They stay across the street or wherever they go. I didn't see them all this last winter, but I've never seen the foxes since that winter. It's now been the coyotes. I hope we didn't lose any more than one to some terrible death. I thought, I hope the rest of them went off and are being wild somewhere else. Folks, we are talking with Sigrid Christensen. I want to get in a few more biographical details before we share one last song, Sigrid. Uh, One of the things is that you perform solo sometimes, and your music is beautiful that way, but I also understand that sometimes you sing with other folks. For instance, uh, you're part of a quartet, I understand? Yes, taller than they appear, and that has been such a blessing in my life as well. It started back in 2013. My friend Lauren Crane, who I didn't know very well back then, but and it's from this group called Songwriters Anonymous. We've got this group of songwriters that gather once a month, and we share our songs, and then once a year we give a fundraiser for the wonderful Trinity House that lets us meet there. So Lauren was going to be performing her first experience as a performer, actually. And I had fallen in love with her songs when I started to hear them. She was new to the group, so she asked me to back her. And also our friend Bobby Pennock, who's in the group, he had also fallen in love with her songs, and so she asked him to back her. And Jerry Stormer is their fourth member, and I think they ran into each other in the grocery store, and he said, oh, by the way, if you need a backer, and she was like, yes, so It was the three of us, plus also Judy Inslee, joined us that first time. But it turned out that her schedule just, she could never, ever, ever rehearse when the rest of us could rehearse. So we had to reluctantly let Judy go, who was another wonderful part of our group. And we did write a song, the five of us together, called There's a Nest in My Umbrella. 
<laughs> it's our greatest hit. But we <laughs> have continued ever since then, and we just have so much fun. It's just it's a wonderful group. We're all very, very different, but somehow when we get together, I think we're so nutty that that's what makes it work. I don't know. We're kind of nutty together. I was thinking we should have a TV show. It would be a comedy. <laughs> well, I think the name of the group is some indication of a, a little bit how far off the beaten path you think. Where did the name come from? So when we started the group, we were going to try, we were going to say, well, how are we going to present ourselves when we perform? So I'm only five feet tall. Lauren, I think, is 5'3", and Judy might be 5'2". We're very little ladies. And the men are both at least six feet tall. They might be a little taller. So it was like, well, we better stand in front. And I was thinking, what I blurted out was that, well, you know how the mirror on your car says objects in the mirror are closer than they appear? Well, we're taller than we appear. And that was how it was like, oh, yeah, let's call taller than they appear. So that's how it happened. And the name of the quartet that Sigrid Christensen performs with is Taller Than They Appear. But we're not going to share music from them today. We've got something else we're going to share. What's the last song you'd like to share, Sigrid? Well, I decided that since it was almost December and things were going to start getting icy, and we did just have that Arctic blast last week, this is a song of early winter. It's called Ice on the River. I wrote it at a song retreat where I was given a picture of an icy river and I just imagined I don't know why I go there I think part of me still lives in past centuries and I've just never left that past behind I carry it with me into this life now and I just imagined a young person with heavier burdens on their shoulder than their age would merit but somehow This child has to take care of the home, take care of a little sister. Maybe the mother is handicapped in some way or possessed of a depression. This child has to do most of the work because the father must go out and do something. I imagined maybe he's a trapper. So maybe this is back in the frontier times in, in northern Michigan and they're in a cabin by the river and the father's gone out to, to go do the trapping and the child has to just take care of the home while the father goes. That was in my imagination. It's a very spare song. I think of it as like a tone poem is how I think of it. Well, it's a bit ominous, actually. Well, you could imagine. I mean, how scary would that be? (laughs) (laughs) Really? That's what I was thinking. Ah, yeah, well, that makes sense. Folks, uh, we're going to listen to Ice on the River in just a moment. But first, I'd like to remind you that Sigrid Christensen's website is sigridchristensen.com. You can find a link on that site to that quartet she performs with, the Taller Than They Appear Quartet, and their website is tallerthantheyappear.com. But she also hosts something called Stone House Concerts. And there's a website, stonehouseconcerts.com. I see Michael Smith as one of the people that you have hosted or are going to host. What's coming up? He comes every year. I've been hosting this since 2009 or 10. Yeah, I think I've been doing it for 10 years, and I've hosted about 106 or 7 concerts so far. I am winding down. Mark, but it's been a lovely 10 years, and I will still do some, just not at the pace that I've been 
doing it. Michael Smith comes every May, and I assume if he's well and able that we'll have him again in May. I did just have a wonderful international trio. One is from Brazil, one is from Spain, and one is from Hungary. And so that was amazing to have them. So what's coming up, there's nothing on the schedule, but I imagine Michael and May again, as has been the case for eight years in a row, I think. Well, you can find out about the Stonehouse concerts and the guests and all the various music that Sigrid is connected to via her website, sigridchristiansen.com. That is christiansen.com. And uh, you'll find the links to the quartet she's a part of, the concert she's hosting, and the songs, including her latest recording, Little Vixen, and we're sharing one final song from Little Vixen called Ice on the River. It's a delight to get to know you, and you have really just so excited me about spending some time in Detroit. Thank you for sharing that passion and for joining me here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you so much, Mark. It's really, really been a pleasure. Thanks to Sigrid for being here, but also to Andrew Jansen for production assistance on today's program. We'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul. Here's one last song by Sigrid Christensen, Ice on the River.
The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.